Well, I have had, uh, I moved to Homer in 1996 and began attending Alaska Bible Institute. You and I became, well, it was actually 1998 when we became friends. <laughs> was it after? Well, there was, a, it was, there was a bit of a rough start. That's where, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember. I don't want to say, you know, anyway. <laughs> but what I, what I uh, soon realized was there, uh, in 96, up at ABI, yeah. that this was a unique church community, Homer, Alaska. Who would, who'd have guessed, right? That there would be something as special as the church in Homer at the end of the road. Uh, but the reality is, it has been my overwhelming experience that the church in Homer loves, how do I say this, loves itself Right? That the cares for its own. Cares, cares for its own. Um, and for sure, there are differences between churches, right? Um, the, the Lutheran church is a little bit more uh, traditional. That's a high value to them. Sure. Uh, Regent uh, enjoys a, maybe more of a charismatic expression of worship, that kind of thing. So there's, there's definitely differences. There are differences uh, between pastors and leadership style and that kind of thing. But again, for 20 years now, I've been going to uh, events. Uh, building friendships that, are, that involve other churches and other people from other churches, and I have found that uh, the, the, the believers in Homer love each other. Yeah. They care about their community, care about the gospel uh, taking root and growing and developing into something special yeah. here in Homer, Alaska. Uh, and so I just love, I just love that, right, that, that we are a, a church that cares about each other. Uh, in Homer. And so, in, in a lot of ways, Church on the Rock, a church that cares about its community, is not distinct in that. Uh, we sure. are one of many churches in Homer that care about this community and care about the other churches, for sure. I would say, too, that, uh, that the Church on the Rock is also not unique in Homer in its great affection for Jesus, our Savior, right? Uh, I would say that Church on the Rock is not unique in its great commitment to clearly articulating the gospel message, right. the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection for our salvation. In a lot of ways, in the, in the, in the most important ways, uh, we are similar with the, the other churches in town. It's such, right. a, such a blessing, right? right? But there are a handful of things that make Church on the Rock unique. And they're not necessarily things that make us the best or elite, but they are things that really uh, uh, do make us unique. I just want to mention a, a few of those today as we think about uh, here on our anniversary. And also, as many of you know, uh, we take this opportunity every October to, uh, we call it our Covenant Sunday, to just kind of uh, uh, remember what we are about as a church. Right and then to refocus, recommit to that. One of the things that makes Church on the Rock uh, unique is our leadership style. Um, and, and I'm not just referring to uh, your preaching and my preaching, although I think that's probably unique in Homer as well. It's unique to our own personality. But also, uh, what I really mean is the way Church on the Rock is structured, uh, who our elders are, in our church, who, how our board functions in its church, how we make decisions, sure. those kinds of things. Uh, it's really, uh, uh, I think, a beautiful um, uh, way that that's all put together. And it's a way, it's a, it's a leadership style that serves our church family in life-giving ways. 
In fact, I, I want to invite you and make you aware of uh, this coming Tuesday begins a two-week class. We call it our covenant class right, at right. your home. Yep. And um, it's a class that will begin to uh, kind of unpack the real details of how our leadership works. If you're new to Church on the Rock, uh, that class, and, and honestly, even if you've been here for quite a while and you just want a, a refresher on right. uh, the, the role of the board and the elders and the pastors and our staff and all of that, uh, we'd love to have that opportunity to share with you uh, the unique leadership style of Church on the Rock. Another thing that's unique about Church on the Rock is the opportunities uh, that are available through ministry in our church. Uh, this is true of every church, that there are, there are ministry opportunities, but our church takes a little different uh, slant on it. We have a simple model, which you're going to be sharing about, yep. uh, that basically creates space for, uh, for, for you as believers to make disciples in the uniqueness of your own relationships. But along with that, we also have just this fantastic opportunity to serve uh, the children and raise up a generation of disciple makers, of Jesus followers. We have opportunities with a number of uh, ministry partners in the community, uh, yeah. Safe Families, uh, Love Inc., uh, Cornerstone. Uh, soon, are we talking about the new one? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, a Set Free, yeah. an addiction recovery yeah. uh, support group program kind of yeah. thing. Anyway, just a number of opportunities like that um, that, that we make, av make available and, and hopefully uh, just set you up to succeed in that. Not to mention uh, Fresh Start, which is actually beginning again right. here very soon. Right. Uh, in fact, uh, Drew has been working hard for quite a while in developing just a great lineup of, of Fresh Start stories. Don't you love hearing the stories of, of people you know who have wrestled through things with the Lord and come out on the other side victorious? Aren't those the best stories? Right. And Drew has. Uh, you and I are lined up for that. He's uh, uh, Jonah and April Brose, uh, Matt Noble, um, uh, 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 Sophie Farrington. Those are, all, those are all names that are just, just in the next few weeks going to be sharing and then for the rest of the year. Uh, just great, great opportunity like that. And that leads me to the, the last thing I just want to mention is one of the things that's unique about Church on the Rock, I think maybe, maybe the most unique is our people, you guys. If you look around this room, these are the people that God has brought into your life. These are the people that God has said, I want you to follow me with these people. Uh, not to the exclusion of people who attend other churches at all, but that this is a church body, this is a church family, and the Lord says, as Linda mentioned in the video, the Lord says, these people are my gift to you and you and you and you. These are the people I want you to follow me alongside of. And uh, again, uh, just, uh, just been blown away by the quality of people I have the opportunity of following the Lord alongside of at this church. So thanks for being that for me. One of the other things that's unique about Church on the Rock is, uh, is actually this event an annual opportunity to renew our vision, to renew our commitment to these things that's, that make us unique, uh, our, our opportunities, our people, our leadership. Um, and uh, and that's, that's, what, uh, that's what we hope to accomplish with uh, the, the covenant. Uh, you find on the seat near you is uh, a document here that describes uh, who we are, what our vision is, to love God, love people, make disciples. Um, some of our ministry values, the things that shape 
how we do what we do, uh, as well as uh, a, a list of uh, basically our basic doctrinal statement. Okay? And we want to put this before you on an annual basis, uh, reminding you of who we are uniquely as a church, and give you this opportunity, this moment, to once again reevaluate uh, your, uh, your involvement, reevaluate your commitment to these shared purposes, uh, reevaluate your life, where you're at, and how you participate with church community and how it participates with you. Uh, this moment, this opportunity to, to uh, look over this and to ask the Lord, is this the church for me moving into this next season of my life? This, this next 12 months, this next year, am I prepared now to once again say, I, I, I want to I commit to these opportunities, yeah. to these people, to these shared purposes? And then in a, in a, in a fairly private, uh, but in a ceremonious way, to, uh, to make that commitment by signing your own name as a way of saying, yes, I've, I've thought it through, I've come to a quality decision, and I've decided yeah, I'm going to step into uh, this church family in, 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 a, in a committed way uh, and sign covenant for the year. Uh, it's, it's a gift, really, to have that annual opportunity right. to kind of jar us from autopilot and to reflect on, on where we want to serve and who we want to be and who we want to follow the Lord with. And so that is the, the unique opportunity of this morning. And I would just encourage you as the service continues, as we worship the Lord later on, to reflect on that. Let this, this uh, piece of paper be your guide and make a quality decision in these moments uh, that will bring definition to your next 12 months. So valuable for me every year to come back, especially I think after the summer months. Right. You know, the, the sort of the chaos of the summertime, um, which is a good kind of chaos, but to come back to it and say, okay, this is what our lives are about. Right. Uh, I have, uh, post-salvation, I remain here on the earth to accomplish a mission with God, uh, ultimately for uh, my own joy, reward, and fulfillment in partnering with Him. Um, yeah, it's a great reminder. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've probably, some of you have heard these stories before. I want to tell you two of my least favorite memories uh, from when we started our first okay. year at Church on the Rock. Well, yeah. I think it was before you were involved. Uh, one of them was, uh, some of you remember this, I was leading worship uh, on a Sunday morning. We were over at West Homer. You guys remember the song, Pharaoh, Pharaoh? Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby. baby, let my people go. <laughs> yeah, some of you remember it. We don't sing it anymore. I don't know why. Well, maybe this is why. So there's several verses of that song. There's like four verses and lots of words, and it kind of tells a story. One of the verses begins, um, Moses raised his rod, and I think it says, and he stuck it in the sand. And then one of the other verses begins, Moses did something and cleared his throat. Well, I was leading the song for the kids, and um, I lost my place in the song temporarily. And so what I sang was, and I, it was a real seamless transition as I realized I was in the wrong verse. What I sang was, Moses raised his rod and stuck it in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> I was fairly confident at the time that this had been lost on most everyone that was there, but it was not lost on Jonathan Walker. Uh, right. 
So as Jonathan Walker took the stage after the kids' song, he stopped and he said, so just to be clear, <laughs> Moses raised his rod and stuck it in his throat. Is that what we're teaching? <laughs> See, and this is, I would say that Jonathan and I have been a gift to you. That's right. We, Public humiliation you, you, has been a gift. You are, you always, you do things at such a high level of quality. You need guys like us. To... Be quiet. <laughs> the other one um, was, and this one, this one was not funny. So if I'm laughing now, it's, I'm putting on an act. Uh, we had a guest uh, okay. from Wasilla. You remember this? You remember the story? I, I we had a guest remember. who was in leadership at the church in Wasilla who I also had uh, known as a child. Oh, right. I won't say her name. She was visiting our church for the very first time, and I saw her in the crowd, and I turned to Jonathan, and I said, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I believe she's the only person besides my parents that ever spanked me as a child. <laughs> Interesting detail, right? Um, I believe she spanked me because me and some friends were trying to start a fire, okay. like a forest fire. Yeah, that merits. My parents were out of town uh -huh. uh, with Samuel for surgery. They found out that we were trying to start the woods on fire, so we all got spankings. Right, right. So um, we're standing on stage during the announcement time, and Jonathan says, oh, we have a friend of ours from Wasilla and says her name, and then Jonathan looks at me, this is a true story, and I, and I went just like this. Don't do it. <laughs> and Jonathan went just like this. <laughs> and then said, she also is the only person besides Aaron's parents that spanked him as a child. <laughs> Which led this right. dear woman to believe that this was so scarring... 30 years later. ...that it had somehow right. come up in a counseling session with Jonathan. Yeah. And Jonathan, I'm being sorry. the tactless counselor that he is, thought we should bring this up now. <laughs> oh. I would never. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would, I would never, never do, do that. that to you. Oh, gosh. I really... Uh, it, it just blows my mind that it's been 10 years. Uh, mm -hmm. What a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to recognize a couple of people um, that uh, we're not going to see um, as much of in a direct staff role that have been involved with us uh, this past year. Um, one of them is uh, Esther McClinn, who was, uh, you, you know her from before, she was serving as our children's ministry director. Uh, she stepped down over this year after doing just a phenomenal job. This would be an appropriate time to give her just a huge round of applause right. for being part of our staff. <laughs> I think she's here somewhere. Let's see her. Uh, another one that uh, served in our children's ministry as a staff member um, who is going to be definitely quite a bit less involved, although somewhat a little bit involved in the future, uh, but stepped out of that full-time role is uh, Joy Overson. Right, give her a hand. I think you'll agree with me on this. If we had half of the talent of those two, oh. we could really get some stuff done. Oh, man. It's amazing. They're outstanding, yeah. Um, another one who is stepping out of her role uh, as we come into this year who has done, uh, who has gone above and beyond our expectations yeah. in her role is our office manager, Larissa Tutt. That's right. Give her a hand. <laughs> I've actually said this before, but if we ever come across as having our stuff together, 
Right. It's because Larissa's Tut has our stuff together. Um, another one uh, who's not here this morning, uh, but I wanted to just mention uh, her because many of you know her. Uh, Aranda Karlick uh, was our office manager. Aranda Cook, Cook formerly, right. now Karlick. Uh, she was our office manager and then stepped out of that role, was our bookkeeper, and now has stepped out entirely. Her and her husband are headed to Thailand right. uh, to work with a nonprofit there. So she was a, a gift to us, has been involved for three or four years mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as part of our uh, staff. Uh, but she's moved on as well. And then lastly, um, a good friend of ours who's been involved in a number of years in, in really building a foundation, mm -hmm. a groundwork for our youth ministry, mm -hmm. is now stepping out, is working and training uh, Joey as our youth ministry intern. Uh, but it's been such a joy to partner with. It's uh, just been so productive with his time and his energy invested. Um, I feel like we gave him limited resources, right. and he really multiplied that right. uh, towards sure. impact. And that's Michael Raymond, yeah, our uh, youth ministry director. <laughs> Uh, several of these people are not out entirely because right. we kind of hold on to them a little bit <laughs> and try to like talk them in and bribe them into staying around for a little right. bit. Uh, Michael will still be around and be involved, as will Larissa and others. Um, but uh, as far as their, their staff position at Church on the Rock are phasing out. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to uh, mention a phrase to you uh, that's been rolling around in my mind recently, and the phrase is a seat at the table. You guys heard this phrase? A seat at the table is a phrase that's often used to uh, reference um, given a, a, a place to have a voice, right, or to have influence. Um, maybe sometimes it is a, uh, used to describe like a place of prominence where you're given an opportunity to be a player. Um, not a player, but a player. <laughs> uh, a seat at the table, right? Um, <clears throat> at Church on the Rock, uh, and this is what's been rolling around my mind uh, as I've been thinking about 10 years. And really, honestly, this is what has endeared my heart to this group. Um, we as believers have already been assigned our seat at the table. And it's not a seat. In John 13, 3, uh, and you guys, many of you know this story, but the setup of, of the story is what stuns me every time I read it. It says that Jesus, recognizing in this moment that everything had been given to him, everything, when we say everything, we don't mean everything, but in Jesus' case, everything was given to him, king of the universe, it says, recognizing that everything had been put into his hands, that he had come from God and would be returning to God, in this moment, Jesus made a decision. And his decision was, he walked over to the basin of water that no one had uh, paid attention to, and took the towel and brought it back and began the humble uh, job, the humble assignment of uh, washing the disciples' feet. Now, in, in our time, in our day and age, uh, many of you have seen a foot washing ceremony, uh, and I understand the intent of that, but what Jesus was doing was not a ceremony. Mm -hmm. It was not regarded as a ceremony. It was a practical task to meet a practical need, but it was so gross that no one volunteered to do it. 
Jesus, recognizing that everything belonged to him, that he was from God and would be returning to God, in that moment made a decision to place himself in the most humble position, that of a servant, serving practical needs. We as a church, uh, we as believers have already been assigned our role at the table, and that is to be the one down beneath the table, washing the feet of those who sit there. And here's the amazing part of this assignment, and this is what I love about this assignment, is that no one has to give you permission to take on that role. No one else wants it. No one has to give you authority to assume the role of a servant, whether it's in the context of your own home, maybe your own marriage, uh, whether it's in the context of your workplace, uh, whatever context it's in, especially here, of course, at uh, Church on the Rock. But what I'm talking about is the role that the church as a collective has in its community. This church already has its place at the table. And that is God has called us to assume the lowly position of the servant as we interact with our community that we would take on the things that no one else is interested in doing because they're too lowly, and that we would find our joy in doing so with this confidence, and this is what blows my mind about this principle, with this confidence, when Jesus returns, the scripture says, the entire power structure of those who are up on the top, supreme, and those who are on the bottom, the most humble, that entire power structure is inverted in the kingdom of God. And he tells his disciples, Matthew 20, he says, you want to be on the top? Make sure you're on the bottom when that inversion takes place. You want to be great in my kingdom? Make yourself the slave of every person, and then you will be great. So God has called us to this role of serving the community. And uh, what I have discovered is that, and, and we've observed this over time, is that churches as organizations sometimes have a difficult time really finding ways to meaningfully serve. And that doesn't mean we don't try. It means we use up a lot of energy, a lot of resources towards uh, what I would consider to be sometimes a minimal impact. And that's been the case for me as well over time. And so what we've done as a church is we have sought to partner with uh, organizations who have expertise to have a real measurable impact, and then we have come alongside of them and said, hey, we want to be a part of this. Let us serve you so that you can uh, impact our community. So Love, Inc. is an example of that. Mm -hmm. If you want to be involved in serving practical needs, go on the app, click on the Love, Inc., uh, on the Serve tab, go to Love, Inc., and you can sign up. If you can swing a hammer, you can be involved through Love, Inc. in serving our community with people in need through your unique skill. You can do that right now and make yourself available. Uh, through Cornerstone Counseling, coming alongside of them and saying, hey, we want you to be able to offer these services. Let us serve you in mobilizing you into this community. Uh, Safe Families for Children. I know a bunch of you are involved in Safe Families for Children. Church on the Rock could never do what Safe right. Families is doing because it takes a tremendous amount of expertise that we don't have, but they can do it. And we can come along with them as servants to our community and participate in that way. And another one that Skip mentioned, uh, we've had a couple of meetings now uh, with an organization called Set Free Alaska. I would encourage you to go online, look them up, check them out. Uh, Set Free Alaska is an addiction recovery ministry. 
that provides um, a clinical addiction recovery services up in the valley. They are experiencing a tremendous amount of success. Uh, they started eight years ago. They now have 38 employees on payroll. Uh, they are doing just an incredible work with those who are desperate to overcome, uh, in particular, opioid addiction, but other addictions, uh, chemical addictions as well. Uh, they're coming alongside them in the name of Jesus and helping them walk towards freedom in partnership with local churches. It's just unbelievable. And so we sat with them in two meetings now, uh, in large part thanks to uh, Tom Hagen, mm -hmm. who has facilitated this, sat with them and with Cornerstone and said, hey, we would love for you to come here. And we've been having a conversation. And this is what's going to happen. At some point here in the next couple of months, Set Free is going to say, all right, we're going to come to Homer, but we're going to need support. Uh, meaning we're going to need people to involve themselves in serving our community in this way. And we're going to just basically let you know, and we're going to let you know out of this confidence that I already possess is that this church loves to serve. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to endear yourself to the community around you, to the people around you, to your church, find your joy in serving. It's what makes a community a community that reflects Christ. Um, there's a couple other upcoming things real quick that I'll just mention. Uh, if, if you're interested in going to Peru and serving on a short-term team, uh, Larissa is going to be having a meeting tomorrow. You can sign up over here. She'll get in touch with you, give you details about that. At the end of the month is our missions conference, which is Highlight. I'm always super excited about, right? right? Um, where we, our, our goal is to give you an opportunity to, through your participation, through your support, um, through your involvement to, to be a part of what God is doing outside of our church. You need to understand, this is why Church on the Rock embraces what we call the simple model. We do small groups on Sunday and classes on Tuesday, Tuesday trainings. The reason that we have limited for years our, our programs to those two nights is so that we as an organization are not consuming our most valuable resource, you but that we have an abundance of overflow to send you out to do ministry in other places. If we had ministry on more nights, I know that many of you would be there. And that's right. why we don't. Right. Because we want you to have time, energy, and resources outside of your direct and church involvement to be an impact on the community of Homer, Alaska, and to have an impact in the world that God has called us to serve. Um, I could not be uh, more enthusiastic about our future as a church. God has been ridiculously and unfairly good to us and seems to want to bless the people, the leadership, the many servants who participate in this church. And there have been a thousand times in the last 10 years where I feel like for whatever reason, God has granted me a front row seat to what he is doing. But he's also granted that to you. Mm -hmm. Disciple making, you've been called to it. You've been called to reproduce the life of Christ in you into the lives of others for eternity, for eternal joy, fulfillment, reward in him. Well, we want to... Let's see, I think I mentioned everything I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, oh, 
Uh, really quickly, before we do the next thing, uh, Jonathan Walker, one of our founding pastors, was going to be with us uh, this morning. A slight mix-up with his flight. So he's not here, but thanks to the miracle of modern technology. Jonathan's going to share with us now. I am sitting in my car right now, as you can see, after missing my flight early this morning down to Homer. And I am so disappointed that I can't be there with you guys today as you celebrate 10 years of being a life-giving church in that community. You have no idea how much uh, Kitri and I and our whole family miss you and miss the community there. And I would just say, um, if it wasn't for uh, um, Fred Meyer, Home Depot, Lowe's, IHOP, Red Robin, Target, um, we would move back tomorrow. No, you know that we're here because we feel like Jesus has called us to this season here in the Valley. Interestingly enough, we're launching a brand new campus up here today as well in Willow, Alaska, of all places. And God's just doing some pretty cool things here. But I at least wanted to send a quick video and share a couple of thoughts with you. As Aaron and I spoke last night, I realized he was going to be talking about a seat at the table and how we get a seat at the table, how we get influence in communities. And really the primary way that influence comes in a community is through serving that community. And it's always been interesting to me in the passage that we're looking at in John 13, where Jesus is having the last supper with his disciples and no one has gotten up from the table and offered to wash the feet of the other disciples. And so ultimately Jesus has done that. But what's most interesting to me are the things that it says just prior to Jesus getting up. It says that Jesus, knowing that he had come from the Father and that he was going back to the Father. And in verse 3, John chapter 13, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands... Knowing who he is, knowing where he's going, knowing that all authority and all power belongs to him, knowing he's the most powerful person in the room, Jesus gets up and serves. He meets a real need. And I think the obvious reason for that is that God grants us a power and an authority and an influence in our families, in our communities, in our workplace because he wants us to leverage that authority, that influence, for the good of others through service. And I would say from the earliest days of Church on the Rock, um, we really had a vision to be the kind of church that mattered to our community in such a way that if we closed our doors, the community would grieve that loss. Not, not the people who attend our church would grieve that loss, but the community would actually grieve the loss of our tribe in that community. That they would look around and say, something's missing because Church on the Rock is missing. And I would just say that over the years, um, God has granted us so much favor in Homer. And I pray that as you move forward into the next 10 years and the next 20 years, that we would continue to ask him for influence in our community. And I'm praying for you. I um, love you. I uh, truly, truly wish we were able to be there and to be able to celebrate 
with you today, but um, at the end of the day, my great desire is that his kingdom would come and his will would be done in Homer, even as it is in heaven. And to that end, we will continue to pursue um, gaining influence through serving our communities so that others could know the power and the passion that comes with life in Christ. Hey, God bless you, Church on the Rock, and uh, pray that you have an absolutely wonderful rest of the day. Grace and peace to you. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Bye. Sure. It's always good to hear from a friend. <laughs> I want to invite uh, our elders and our wives to come forward. We're going to take a few moments together and pray for the coming year. Uh, to pray for our church, to pray for the many staff and volunteers who are involved. You guys can go ahead and make your way up here. Uh, and as, as they come forward, uh, we're going to pray together. I'll invite my worship team to come up as well. Um, if the rest of you would stand with us um, and join us uh, just in a time of prayer for our church. You guys can come right up here on the front of the stage here. Yeah, either down the front or across the stage. Go ahead. It would be appropriate for you guys to give it up for our awesome elders and their wives. Oh yes, you should come up with me. So what we're gonna do is I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hand the mic to Dwayne and then we'll just kinda pass it down. Any of you guys that wanna pray, you guys join with us in prayer. grateful for what God has done. So let's pray. Lord, we, uh, we are grateful for the way you've touched each individual. We're grateful for the chains that have been broken, the walls that have been broken down, the freedom that uh, has been accomplished, and we pray for more. We pray that uh, in the name of Jesus that our next generations would continue to outgrow us and perform more miracles and be able to uh, even do many times what you've done here. We pray for that uh, discernment for uh, the next generation to be uh, uh, able to recognize the enemy and be able to head him off and that there would be um, your kingdom would be glorified and that your strength and your power would be magnified and that there would be just a uh, strength and power that is unrecognizable to the enemy and that uh, your kingdom would be forever glorified in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you that uh, you have sent the people that you have created, Lord, to be part of this church in Homer. <clears throat> Lord, it's the uh, people that make the church. Lord, you've sent exceptional pastors that uh, teach, teach us your word. Lord, you've uh, given us stewards of uh, your resources through the board 
Lord, I thank you for the uh, brother elders, Lord, that uh, meet regularly to share your wisdom and pray your guidance. Lord, it uh, makes the church what it is. Lord, we're uh, thank thankful, thankful to be part of it. Thankful every Sunday, every day that uh, you're equipping us to go out into the community and make uh, your word known and make your love and grace known to the members of the community. And uh, Lord, we're just thankful and we're in awe of the way you work in Homer and throughout the universe. Thank you, Lord. No greater thing, Lord, than to be in your presence. I thank you for everyone that is here today. And Lord, through that servant attitude as you took that basin of water. For what you've done, you've taught us a valuable lesson that we're no greater than the smallest one in the room. I thank each one of the staff members, each one of the people that serve in this church, from the person that does the lowliest cleaning to the highest level of teaching. I wanna thank you, Father, for your grace, for your mercy, for your forgiveness and given us the ability to have a life. Thank you, Father. For each one here, I pray a special blessing that you will become realer and more realer every day from this moment on. Thank you for the elders. Thank you for the board members. Thank you for a sister that gave a wonderful testimony. Thank you for a brother elder, wonderful message. And even the young Gaius, thank you, Lord, for his testimony. It shows your love for your people. And may we work as servants in our community, all of us, realizing that's our call. And in your name, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Our precious Heavenly Father, this morning, I, my heart is so grateful for what you have raised up here. Ten years ago, Father, but long before then, you had Church on the Rock on your mind and on your heart. I thank you that a man named Jonathan and a man named Aaron said yes to your call, that they stepped out, that they were willing to lay down their lives for you in beginning a new work here, stepping into the unknown, but with the confidence that you were going to guide them. And I thank you for everyone throughout this 10 years who has said yes to your call, who has been here to set up, who has taught in children's ministries, who has taken on the youth, who has ministered on Tuesdays.
and our pastors. I just thank you for the sacrifice that they've each made of their time. Time is valuable. And they've given that value to you, Father God, in your name. And so, Father, this morning, I just ask, as those that are here feel the tug on their heart to step out and say, yes, I want to serve. And they lay down sacrificial their life for you this coming 12 months. I pray, Lord, that your favor would rest upon them. Thank you, God, for the privilege of being a part of what you are doing. Thank you, Father. Abba, Father, we thank you for your sustaining power, your healing, your redemptive work, and many of the lives that are here. Father, I pray that you continue to prick our hearts for your goodness, your mercy, your grace to carry us. I pray for the next generations as they look around and see the things that you have done, that, that you will do them in their lives also. Just thank you, God. Just appreciate so much the sacrifice that so many have made here to make this our family. We just bless you, God, and we celebrate you, Jesus. I have a simple message in my heart for you and for us. I hear the Lord saying, I know you and I knew you before the foundations of the earth. I knew you before you were yet being unformed in the womb. Behold, I have not forgotten you, for I have engraved your name in the palms of my hand. I call you to this day to trust me in areas where you've not trusted before or where you may have tried. Trust me in those areas and I will meet you there. For I am faithful and true. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. You have a seat. You guys can... Actually, if you would just remain standing, we're going to go into a time of worship. But you know, this commissioning to, to serve, to serve in a way that reflects and influences on behalf of Jesus and his character, that commission is, it's too much. You and I, we can't pull that off. We don't do that on our own, right? And so it's appropriate for us to, uh, to end our time this morning, you know, as we are being commissioned with prayer, calling on the Lord to say, that is too much for me, but here I place myself before you and ask you to work through me. Amen? Yeah, we need the help of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to serve and even to know how to serve and where to serve in ways that, uh, that really match exactly what Jesus is wanting to do in the lives of the people you love, the people you live near and walk through life with. And so uh, as we go into worship, I just want to give you that, this opportunity. The elders, the, the men and women you saw up here on stage are going to make their way over to the side of the room. 
and they will be available to pray with you. If you have a unique situation, if you have a situation in mind, a challenge, a, a desire to serve, whatever, uh, and you would like to ask the Lord to empower you for that task in a special way, they'd be glad to pray with you while we worship. I would say too that while we're worshiping, there are communion tables around the room. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to reflect on and remember Jesus shed blood, his broken body for you. And also there are offering uh, receptacles around the room. So it's appropriate if this is your church home to be generous towards that ministry so that uh, it just can continue in that way. So let's go into worship and uh, listen to the Lord as we do.